0: Welcome back to SwitchCast. I'm your host, Doug Tabbitt, founder of SwitchCars GT Vault and the two-time overall Cannonball Run record holder. Each week, I will have a new guest co-host, some famous, some unknown, but all with a wealth of knowledge and experiences to share. We'll take your calls and questions as our goal is not just an interview, but an interaction with you, the audience as together we seek to be the co-pilot on the drive of your life the number to call in to be on air is 216-294-4124 or you can post your questions in the comment flow wherever you are watching live my guest tonight is kent lucas restaurant manager turned sports car dealer Kent lives in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee with his family, and he buys and sells cars through niche motors. Is it niche, niche or niche? niche? Niche motors. I got harangued on YouTube for once. For, for I called it niche because I figured people already think I'm pretentious enough. That's like one of the most hateful comments I get is being pretentious and arrogant and all that. So I'm like, well, I can't say niche because
1: we uh they'll give
0: me crap for that so i said niche and everybody oh it's niche it's niche
1: we had a i was showing a car like uh or selling a car last saturday and a random honda odyssey minivan pulled in i trying to oh looking for body shop work and um i gave her the right you know pointed the right direction and she was just very thankful and she was like so where am i and i was like you're at niche motor she's like you mean niche and i was like (laughs) Uh, i sure that works (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am here's where you are right now right
0: so you work you work for niche motors yes um you have a family you have twins and a boy i do and a wife tell us a little bit about you about kent lucas
1: um i stay busy and i don't sleep a lot and uh i hope i remember all of my bills um i i've been a car person forever Mm -hmm. um I as the pic one of the pictures I sent you that you used my dad was a big car guy mm-hmm. a big Porsche guy um he you know I compared to like when a lot of kids were golfing with their dads or at football games or whatever I was on car lots every saturday with my dad um you were on car lots on looking at cars so you just went out and like look okay yeah like every saturday like it got to the point at 10 or 11 or 12 When we didn't go to a car lot on Saturday, I got in trouble for begging my dad too much to go to a car lot, (laughs) specifically like one of like three in Louisville, because I'm from Southern Indiana, right across the river from like Louisville, Kentucky. So like Porsche or Mercedes or BMW, like we just went and hung out and he bought, you know, we were never, you know, a family of like a lot of means or big house or you never dad just always had like a cool car. That's it. You know, normal family. My dad worked super hard and had a sand quarry and, you know, just had a, like a Porsche or just a fun car. That was it. But we'd always just go check it out. Everyone just made the rounds, you know? Okay. And so it's um, been in your blood? Oh yeah, forever. Okay. Since day one that I remember.
0: Okay. So you have a family. I do. You used to work at Applebee's?
1: <laughs> in college. Longhorn. Longhorn. Longhorn.
0: Okay. All right, the, the title of this episode, we're going to get right down into yeah, it. The title, the title of this episode, it is From Flipping Burgers to Flipping Cars. Because the number one question I get asked is, how did you get into the car business? Because it seems like everybody wants to be in the car business. You only knew. Till they get there. Right. <laughs> so you were a restaurant manager at Longhorn, Longhorn, yeah. Longhorn Steakhouse. And... Then you got into the car business mm-hmm. and actually one of our commenters, chef Brett Stevens asked, he said, I've been managing restaurants for the last 10 years. How did you make the transition into being a broker?
1: Yep. I saw, I saw that question. Um, you know, I would treat that question kind of like now how uh, most people treat like crypto, like start very small, like go very slow, like be cautious. Like I, I started, making money in cars um i was thinking about i figured this story would come up i uh a coworker at longhorn had a car for sale and she was talking about like trading it or doing whatever and i was like dude sell that car private party i was like what do you she's like what do you mean i was like you can list that car and get like double what you think you like what you're gonna make off it she's like well you know i'll pay some money if you do it and i was like well gosh yes i'll do it so i was like just
0: you are no dwight Schrute, are
1: you not one bit. Okay, or maybe I am for the Office fans. There's yeah.
0: the episode where Andy is selling his Nissan Xterra, yeah, and Dwight Schrute negotiates it yeah. off of him and then flips it, yeah, in right. the office, right, right. So that's what you should have done. I you're a real, I've, you know, car I still, flipper. I still
1: miss those deals sometimes. I think the Subaru nine X you got last year, I was like, dang, I could have just bought that myself and resold it. But so you helped her. I helped her sell, sell her car. Well, that I didn't nice just guy. help her. I helped her sell it. And I guess we all were missing like the real value because it's like I launched it, took pictures, did it that day. And it was like on the way home, I had like five calls. And some guy's like, well, come out with cash right now. Like four hours later. And she lived on the opposite side of Nashville for me. That's how you know you underpriced a car. Yeah, exactly. So we sold the car that night. So everybody was like, wow, that's so great. And she was, you know, connected with friends and referred me. And I started listing cars for people and then hunting, more so hunting cars for people, like people that didn't want to, didn't have the time, didn't care, but it's like, Hey, this pays kid 500,000 bucks. He's going to save you like five grand. So I did that for uh, gosh, a few years. So I was kind of in dealerships, you know, on the retail end, but watching in and outs of, uh, you know, how deals would go bad or good or, you know, buy a high end car at a high end dealer, you show up and it's not what you expect. So what do you do? How do you like push back? And then uh, we were, you know, Nashville real estate market. We sold our house and moved further out from Nashville and we had a little bit of money. And I asked my wife, I was like, I'm saving like everybody money. Like I was like, I, I wanna buy a car and you know, flip it. Or she's like, absolutely not. No, you're not doing this. And I was like, it, you know, let's start small, like a cheap car. She's like, no, you're not doing this. And I was like, uh, please, <laughs> like, <laughs> what what can I do? <laughs> And so uh we can have another kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> do you, do you need jewelry or something or Applebee's <laughs> gift cards? <sighs> you know. And um, so I I got a not very happy yes, and I flew to Atlanta and I bought a uh, a Mazda Speed Protege.
0: Was that your first
1: buy? first flip? Yes, It was a. I'm gonna tell the year wrong, now because I'm whatever here, but I think it's o three whatever, they made him like one or two years, it was a yellow one, you know, ton of miles, but the kid in the ad, it's like there's a Lotus salon in the background, it was like his story matched up with like what was up, and he had like five million pages of records and parts and all this, and I'm like, this sound like this car's worth more than this guy's selling for. I was like, you know, and in my mantra at that point, I, I never, you know, the episodes like, how did you get into car flip, or brokering cars, the car business, I just wanted to have like a fun car on the side and then make money later. It was more of an excuse of like, you know, coming from my dad who always had a fun car. Right. You know, I was like, I kind of want the excuse of making money and I'm pretty sure I'll make money, but I just want a fun car. So I'd keep them for like a a month or two.
0: I feel like that's what everybody wants to do. Yeah. Nobody actually wants to be in the car business they all just want to play the car business. Yeah, yeah, They want to buy a fun car and not have it cost them any money.
1: There, There's this like crossover to where like you have to appease other people in your life, mainly your wife. And, you know, it's not like, babe, like we need a new big screen TV. It's like, I want to buy a third car. And they're like, no, like we have cars. And so my wife understood a little more because like where I came from. But because uh, my dad's got cool cars now, like, it, you know, she met me and met my family, you know, whatever. Um, so it was a little bit more understandable. And it's like the first one, I think I actually overlapped. Like I bought a second one on top of the first one before I sold the first one. But when I sold the first car and I just like showed bank accounts, I was like, look, like clearly there's more money in here than before we started. She's like, okay, whatever. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) okay. And then she's like, me and my girls want to go on a date night at Chili's. <laughs> we're like, we're it's like, it's fine, babe. Just go. Just go. It's fine. We got the money now. <laughs> but uh, so that that's how that, it started. That
0: won your wife over. Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, I realize we have a, a technical difficulty here. <clears throat> Somebody can help us out. We are missing something in the middle of our table. That is my machine.
1: Oh, because I see it.
0: There's going to be dad jokes here tonight. And it's Quite over there. And yep. I can't get it without getting up, so maybe somebody can place it's it for so us. It's so close. It, this is very important.
1: Yet so far away because
0: between you and I, there will be at least three <laughs> dad jokes tonight.
1: Times five, yeah,
0: there'll be a few. <laughs> okay, so you worked by yourself uh, with like a, an investor slash partner for a while. Right? Even
1: no, before that. Okay. Oh, how'd this go? There was about. There was probably a full year. Where I flipped. Very important. Thank you. I <laughs> flipped, uh, prob, you know, seven, eight, six, seven, eight, somewhere like right around. I'm not really sure what my state's legal requirements are, but.
0: <laughs> allegedly. just uh, say allegedly, allegedly.
1: Allegedly. I, you know, my wife owned some of those cars for sure. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, I did it on my own and I, I don't know. a a good friend of mine from college, um, attorney brother was just like enamored by it. He's an investor. Um, he owns a gym, just, you know, we'd reconnected and got real close as friends. He's like, man, let me jump on this. And I'm like, man, okay. So less risk, like split the profit, but don't have to like put out the money. Like this sounds smart. Okay. And so, uh, we did ah, four or five and they were like, Super cheap cars like that, and and, but they were weird. Like it was the first time when I met you, I just bought that weird that Acura Legend. Mm It's like like a second year Acura Legend with like fifty one thousand miles. I was going through my old Instagrams last night, you know, and it was a car I think we paid uh, like two thousand dollars for, and then we sold it like a week later. Yeah, did some service. I mean, gosh, it needed stuff. But, uh, you know, I was probably in it $2,800 and sold it for, like, six in, like, Jeepers. a week. Yeah. So, my buddy, you know, over there, he's, like, free money off investment. He's, like, right, hey, keep buying cars, buddy. Like, right. do, do whatever yeah, you every Yeah, do need. that 10
0: times yeah. more often. But, it, so, we were talking about dinner about that. But you said that kind of ruined you because you had a bunch of, like, cheap cars you made huge margins
1: on. Yeah. And then you thought, okay, well, I can just replicate this. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get real spoiled. Like it wasn't so much, it was the profit, you know, the, the percentage margin. And then it was the, uh, you know, like the turn time. Cause I think like the first, cause I I, I was braggy on myself like the first year also on my Instagram page. And it's like, I always had like a cute little post, like after it sold, like, Oh, only took nine days. And I'm like, man, like that'd be so nice to keep doing that. Right. But how many cars did you do a year? low low like so you have one car you dedicate yourself yeah exactly right so
0: that that kind of spoiled you in terms of the the profit margins sure and then you tried to increase the volume
1: yes (laughs) Yes. how did that work (laughs) well it's like in my head it was all the same but in reality i was working at longhorn full-time and then the car thing was free time which took more time away from the family but it was like it was almost getting to the point where it was like the same money for one car is a month at Longhorn. Sure. It was really close. Um, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, even now I get yelled at at work. Cause it's like, Oh, sorry. Can't that car doesn't make you five grand. And I'm like, shut up guys. <laughs> like that's, you're right. True story. You're, you're right. We should buy it anyway. So but, at um, what
0: point did you <laughs> quit work and say, I'm done with the steak thing?
1: So I'm a, I'm a child of career COVID and, uh, it was COVID um, and it wasn't planned. And I like a lot of how, COVID how do I, kids. How do I, how do I word? <laughs> how do I word?
0: A, it's all right. In like 15 years, they'll be called quarantines.
1: That's right. That's <laughs> one more time. I, I, you know, I, I can't be thankful for COVID, but in my career path, I worked a lunch shift, which I, I don't, I'd never worked those. They were awful. You had to like get up early, you know, things I wasn't used to in my, my nighttime job situation. And, uh, um, worked a lunch shift, started getting those weird COVID sympathy tips that day. We're like, we're glad you're still here. Here's take care of yourself. You know, like 20 on 40, just weird stuff. Sure. Somebody like great money. And the, the rumors, you know, Nashville, you know, our mayor was pretty rigid and the next morning, like Nashville shut down. And uh, we'd already had a relationship. And I think I sat there somber for like four days. I'm like, man, can't make money. And I was like, then I found uh, a very low mile Audi TT Roadster, which you ended up with later. And uh, I went and chased it. And then I think I'm, I'm like mixing timelines a bit. But, uh, you know, fast forward to like when I ended up at Niche Motors, I'd known Evan, the owner of Niche, for- Niche 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 We're, we're having difficulties um for a long time and um i just sort of quietly pestered him like i enjoyed what he did it was super cool um so i'd go there once in a while and see cars say hi like normally wasn't a shopper an actual customer so i was the worst kind of probably visitor there but i tried to keep my distance um and it was when we went and got i found that 993 the red 993 um, and I posted that day when I went and saw it and he called me and he was like, dude, where'd you find that car? I was like, uh, like Murray, Kentucky. He was like, are you working right now? And I was like, well, actually no, not really. And he was like, do you just want to come do what you're doing here? Cause we'd talked about it like really lightly before, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of times. And at, you know, at the time and how it was going with him, like I was only expecting to do like one car a month. And it's like, man, it's not really worth it to be a broker. And then after that it's like, yeah, let's let's pull the trigger. Like sure. let's go full bore.
0: Okay, so you COVID killed your job, so that kind of forced killed you my into forced making my hand. the broker thing full time. Yep. Uh you already had a partner investor who was expecting you to do more of what you're already doing. How, how did do you think that was worth it, taking on the investor?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, because he was um just he he. Yes, he was 100% hands off. He's like, I trust you. Just go buy whatever.
0: Were you able to make more money or did you end up just giving a percentage of what you would have made anyway to him to eliminate the risk?
1: It's hard to say because I just honestly don't remember exactly like what funds I had back then versus what I would have been comfortable with like just flinging
0: out on cars. But to you it was worth it because he wasn't micromanaging you.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, All right.
0: That that's the way to go. So people have offered to invest in switch cars mm-hmm. and a couple of times I've tried them out and always it ends up being that they don't really want to be a silent investor. They want to play around with cars. So it's really just like I want to give you a hundred grand and then be able to slap a dealer plate on stuff and drive anything I want and not lose money on cars and I'm like that's not an investor that's again just you want to play the car business for free and so I just I don't even like if somebody yeah. tries to invest or be a partner I'm like no it's See, not it, interested it's
1: inverse for me because or us I should say because they're actually they're in different states like they don't even live around me sure so and you
0: didn't have anything to offer them because you didn't have a dealer tag yeah
1: no like and, yeah and so they kind of it all kind of came together like it just I kind of came into niche and they were already with me and so we did that and then fortunately I got to the point where I was comfortable buying a few of my own cars which was scary because they weren't cheap they definitely weren't like three thousand dollar Mazdas and so there's you know there's many channels and the flattering you get to a point where it's flattering to where um, more of my friends that were in different businesses were like calling me being like Hey man, if you need you know extra money, I'll uh, it's fine, man. If you want to run a car, and I'm like, nice, oh cool. Like okay, I'm-
0: so that so you went from flipping cars on your own, yes. part time, full time mm-hmm. with an investor to yes. working with slash for Niche Motors. What it do you? How does it work? Do you still put up your own money, buy your own cars, and like run them through the dealer, or are you just procuring and selling cars for them?
1: It's all. Uh, both okay. I guess. So I have, I still have my, uh, my LLC with my original boys, fifth gear motor group, which we just switched it to niche motors can on Instagram. So it makes sense with where I work now. <laughs> um, and then I, I guess, you know, cherry picks a bad term, but when I see a car, I really want to own myself. Cause I feel, you know, when you're buying these cars with other people's money, I have Liberty to drive what I want, but I'm terrified. Cause that, sure. these are my friends. Right. Like it's an investment. At first I'm like, Heck yeah, like have a Porsche, like I didn't even pay for. It? I just take it home. But then it's like Yeah, but you're someone risking your hit profit every time. You drive yeah. yeah. No, it's never worth it. Which it's even more so not worth it with your you know, then you get in your own money, it's more scary. But um yeah, so I Well but
0: more and less though, because you don't have anyone to answer to. At least you can say, Well, it's my money, I know what I'm risking.
1: I don't it's not about the risk of my money and like a worst case scenario. It's like, for example, one of the cars I bought this year myself, um, it was it was when I was up here uh, with hanging out in the summertime, I found that Laguna Blue S two thousand and I bought it. It was worth it. It was everything I thought it should be. And as well as cars, you know, S2Ks, S two thousands, it's it's people call and they don't, you know, on the high dollar ones, they don't even care um, if it runs or not. They're just like, does it have ten VINs? 10 Vintags. <laughs> like do you want to know if the air works no does it have 10 VINs so I was like man you know I'm having a great time in this car and then I underestimated its value once I bought it and I was like if I got hit in this car insurance for the dealer eh, probably might cover it but then it's worth so much less you know sure. with eight VINs or seven VINs and so like when I buy those cars if it's not a 10 VIN car like I don't buy them because I know what you know, even if it's a higher mile car, like I like to be proud of like, Hey, it's 10 VIN car, you know? And so, right. Yeah. You're scared.
0: I mean, that's the eternal struggle for any car guy that has a collectible car, or low mileage car. That's why they keep selling them because yeah, they they're scared to drive them. And that's a bad place to be. I think like, man, if you can't drive your car cause you're scared of the value, then
1: you got to let I go. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's so much easier said than done. Like I, uh, my daily driver up until like three months ago was a Wrangler because I'd had an Audi Q5 and like depreciation and maintenance, like it never aligned. It was right. just always gonna be worth less. Right. It's like, what can I buy? That sucks, but it's worth a lot. Always holds its value. So I had a Wrangler for like two years and I didn't care what happened to that car. <laughs> I think I cleaned it bi yearly maybe. Um, and it just always, you know, even dirty, it's like, ah, it looks good enough. And I've now I've sold it, and I have a nicer car now, and I'm kind of back in that quagmire of like, oh, crap. I was like, I want something I don't care about for work that just I can drive and it's fine, but I don't want to get hurt because it's nice. Right. You know, it's like, I can't be like that. So I don't know what to do. It never gets easier.
0: <laughs> so which do you think was a better position, working on your own flipping cars or working through a dealer?
1: Definitely with the dealer. Why? Um, you have insurance coverage. Number one, <laughs> really good. Don't um, have to pay sales tax. Don't have to pay sales tax. Uh, you have free plates. Um, it, you know, at my dealer, at a, a niche, we uh, we're also we're a big niche shop. Um, <laughs> we're, a bit, we're we're uh, we're a repair shop for German cars. So our our techs there, Brett and uh, Daryl, have fifty. Some 40 some years of experience. Um, you know, they used to work at Thoroughbred in Nashville for Sonic as Porsche and Audi and Saab Guy. Like, they just they've seen it all. So, from that aspect with me, like, I'm I'm very mechanically inept. Like, I'm bad. I and I've learned a lot being there. It's like, you know, um, but um, I, I, they are the hands where they're like, oh, it's that, you know, and um, one of my other partners, Josh, uh, he's just he's been the guy, the kid that's always fiddled and worked on cars and he just gets the mechanics where it's like we get like spats where we joke around we're like i'm the stats guy and he's like the the work you know he like we see like broken porsche boxer tops on like a car it's like oh top won't operate boxer real cheap you know he's like we've learned that's like a generally like a 15 dollar part like it's always these arms these things that break you know it's like cars in your wheelhouse with simple things that break, that seem scary. Like when you have like a support system behind you, right. It's cool. Yeah. Like you, when you're alone, it's like, you're the outsider and you want to be nice and know these people. And you might have a shop that you prefer, but, um, you're still the outsider. Right. Like, right. You got to yeah. pay
0: retail for stuff. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, so along those lines, uh, I was reading yesterday. Are you a member of wholesale car club on Facebook? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <Why do> you... <laughs> anyway, Chad I... Cunningham, who works for Give Me the Vin, made a really good post yesterday about that and essentially his journey oh, in the car business and his decision to work with under I read that four yesterday. people yeah. Yeah, versus going out on his own. And he made the decision <laughs> from the beginning to kind of be uh, a mentee and to work for dealerships. And why it was such a good idea because of all that he learned along the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and still learn. Yeah, yeah. And I went the other way. I did everything on my own. I didn't have anyone, I guess, to to work under or to learn from. And uh, he said he made the right choice and one of the points he made was that you can learn the same things on your own but it'll take longer. And I definitely can confirm that. It's it's a more expensive, slow, and more painful Costume. route. Yeah, obviously a more prideful route as well. I don't know <laughs> if it's a good pride to say, "Oh, I did it on my own without any yeah. help or training," but it's it's interesting to compare and contrast those two I, routes <sighs> to getting into the car business.
1: You know, I I guess yeah, man. Even going back to my first job, it was always smarter to like walk in there and uh, like at least pretend like you didn't know anything. And even like a year in, like really act like you don't know anything. And then when you have like some successes, you can still act like you don't know anything. And then maybe down the road, you're like, Oh, well maybe I've learned something like, you know, I never wanted to go into this and and part of it, however you want to say it, you know, everybody was against me doing this. Like everyone, and you know, when you grow up and you're an adult up to a certain age, like you look at your parents and they're the word, you know, what they say makes a lot of sense. So when we sold our Nashville home and had a little bit of equity and I just, I was even scared to tell my parents, I was like, you know, I just, I want to buy like, I just want to try this. They're like, absolutely not. Do not do this. They're like, your money needs to be in like mutual funds and da 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 da. And I'm like, I mean, I like, I'm not going to buy like a $50,000 car first. Like I want to just, safely uh, you know like i've compared it to crypto like i bought like five hundred dollars worth of whatever coin i have no idea like a month ago like with some meme coin shiba or whatever you know just very cautiously i was like i deserve it to myself to try this like i've worked in car dealerships my whole life i've been surrounded by all these people that sell cars and make money and i've worked for them i just want to buy one car myself sure but this thing could blow up put your toes in yeah water. it's gonna blow up I'll lose it all. I only lost a small increment of money. But if I don't ever do this, I'll I don't see how I can, you know. I'll I don't know, not shoot myself, but like I'll I'll not be happy until I try it. Sure. Okay. So
0: So speak. we're gonna get into the cars as investments. Oh discussion. <sighs> which yeah, I uh, But first first we have to Say a word about our sponsors. Oh, sure.
1: Carry on. Yes.
0: <clears throat> this podcast is brought to you by Celebrity Machines, which is a proud sponsor of Switchcast. Yes. Celebrity Machines offers more than two hundred and fifty different screen accurate license plates as they appeared in movies and T V shows like The Office. Nice. Our favorite one, William Hung on the C six Corvette. Uh Ghostbusters, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, so many more. We watched that the other night. Uh, Celebrity Machines also makes our dealer insert plates, as well as our commemorative 2539 uh, plates from our record Cannonball run. That's cool. They make great Christmas presents. Uh, That's coming up. So go to CelebrityMachines.com and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save a whopping 25.39% at checkout. That's right. 25% off. Your Christmas gifts. These are awesome Christmas gifts. A People lot. love them. They can put them up on their garage wall. Whatever. Um, link is also in the description for the video. So, okay. Call us in. Call us in. Call in to talk Call with Call us, us in. Call us Cops. in. Yeah, well, yeah. For cannonballing, please, please do. Please 216-294-4124. Post your questions or comments in the flow wherever you're watching live. So now we're going to talk about cars as investments. I made the <laughs> mistake about posting a group of cars on Instagram. It was a Porsche Carrera GT, a Roof RGT, Porsche Cup car. saw that post, yeah. Two 996 GT2s and a 997 Turbo. Yeah. And a GT3 RS. Yeah. Uh, and the picture was taken in 2009. Total value at the time was about 950K.
1: For all of them? For all of them. i want the to see the breakdown. <laughs> the, the
0: total value now is about 2.12-ish million. So slightly over doubled in 12 years. And I said, cars are not good investments. And this is something I fight with people all the time about cars are not investments. And all of the questions slash comments I got in relation to that post is what car is the best investment. How do I double my money with cars? (laughs)
1: Uh. Uh, mm, I, I, I can throw that both ways. So like with the cars we sell, um, we sell mostly affordable sports cars. Um, we can sign some high-dollar stuff occasionally. Uh, most of the stuff we buy, I don't know if we ever sell a car for like sixty grand. Okay, it's it's mostly average. So like, they're not like, in the
0: realm of investment cars.
1: Well, but the argument I use, you know, especially like someone buying like a low-mile Miata, I'm like, because you have, you have your entry-level buyer, that sure. is like same kind of like emotions as if they're about to buy a new ford explorer or or use for you know they're like i just don't know like we're gonna lose so much money on this car and so i try to caution them i'm like look like the car you're buying from me you know you have the full kind of framework of like where this car came from low mileage what you you know here and i show them the market because generally like we're better priced than a lot of other people I'm like, if you hate this car in six months, I was like, consign it with me. I was like, you'll probably get all your money back, you know, or maybe a little more next year. And I mean, we've even offered, you know, a couple people this year on cars they, we sold them last year. We offered what they paid last year for trades. But that's an anomaly. This market is not like, and your, your timing getting
0: into the market is one that that actually works. I've been in this business for 16 years that,
1: normally doesn't work our argument okay well it's not a, here's my question to you so the commodity car market's going crazy
0: everything is which is yes commodity cars. Up so 30 to 40 percent year over year increase in values in all cars Friggin ford taurus yeah 800 bucks last year 1100 bucks this year
1: yeah yeah and i guess it's just kind of i guess fitting into my sales speech i I, you know as a hard answer no because we go back to what we talked about 20 minutes ago okay if you have a car if you have a car as an investment are you buying a car to drive a car are you buying a car to stare at a car because you're still guessing you know if everyone's saying it's going up and up and up the boat might be already over because you know like Everyone knows now.
0: Well, nobody's buying a Miata to stare at either.
1: No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I had one buyer that did, but okay. yeah, <laughs> they put literally park it on a rug. But it, uh, it was a nice. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a nice rug, but um. I mean, I guess it's safe because
0: it won't leak oil. But yeah, yeah. Miata, okay.
1: I whatever. It was <sighs> an M edition. But
0: were they founding club members too? And
1: they were. Eclectic car people—they have—they open the gates to us servicing their other vehicles, and they're uh they're different. Hmm. They're uh they got like a Studebaker and um they got some weird stuff. Hmm. But um they have a Tesla. (sighs) Then they could be eclectic eclectic electric car people. They have a full size Range Rover, so they're the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah, they will lose money on that car, by the way. (laughs) But um my. My good answer is no I guess
0: good answer to what <laughs> are they investments the no they're not investments okay no so but so that group of cars doubled in twelve years
1: this time around
0: fine but twelve years is kind of a long term thing but the problem is well there's multiple problems with that the problem is that that group of cars also doubled in value in the last year and a
1: half so the question right now is everyone that knows these cars are so hot now would you buy that group now hoping they would do the same thing again everybody says that
0: though right so when when stuff is going what's the old saying about uh, like everybody's an expert when the market's going up yeah so you can say this car is going to be worth more tomorrow and every day for the last eight months, I guess twelve months, that's been true. But at some point, that ceases to be true.
1: I, it. In my head, from what it, I, I guess my my big car that I'll harp on that I I've, I've sold a bunch of is I love Mazda Speed Miattas. They're just they're a, know. they're. A, I mean, you have got one now. They're a limited edition. The kids wreck them every day. only helps out the value. You know, cars that are small batch retail built cars that keep disappearing, you know, it would take like a big economical shift to decrease, I think, their value. But we have,
0: we've undergone a big economic shift in the last year. Who's to say it won't go the other way? That's what I'm saying.
1: Unprecedented economic shift that's, what and I'm that's saying.
0: the only reason
1: cars like that have even gone up in value at all sure but let's let it slide the other way and i feel like those cars don't gain anymore obviously but they hold maybe but i mean who's to know <laughs> like exactly but i, I, I don't right. know who's like, to know but but
0: people are selling cars and they're using this argument as an investment as if they know that they're going to be a good Oh, I, yeah.
1: that's I 100% disagree with that. I mean, car, any market's volatile. Um, cars just, they have so many moving parts, and you have to drive them around other cars. And if you want to <laughs> enjoy your car, you're around other people in cars that might not drive as good as you. I mean, there's so many... It It's not like even like cr- what's back to crypto or investing in good old gold or diamonds or things you park like Cars are meant to have fun with. Um, it, find one that's clean and rare. Like, yeah, you know, like I started small and I kind of learned values on affordable stuff. And I just bought, tried to find them a little cheaper than that. And I mean, the biggest thing is like when we started kind of finessing what we were going to talk about tonight, you know, being we're in the business, like, well, don't tell your secrets. And I'm like, I, I'm, there's no secrets like go do it right you know it's it's different to hear the things and be like well if i see this car like in my town then to be like oh my gosh there's a car in jacksonville florida like call the guy tell him you'll buy it go get the cash book a ticket and be the first one there that's a little like more scary and then you get there and like what if the car is not what it's supposed to be then you just buy a ticket home like and just be cool with it you know there's a lot of emotion in car buying and if you're trying to buy the best car you have to take all the emotion out which is yeah. very hard
0: especially being interested in cars yeah. because most of the people that say they want to get into the car business or get into the car business are doing it out of an enthusiasm for cars which is backwards because which is you far, should yeah. start with you know nobody gets into the waste management business because they love the smell of garbage
1: uh, i'm gonna go with two percent do but okay continue. fine
0: anyway they lay out a business plan. They say, here's where we can make money. Yeah. You know, the old saying is the way to make a small fortune in the car business is to start with a large one. Right. So you and I got into it because we loved cars and that's backwards because then we start letting our enthusiasm for certain models get in the
1: way of our rational decision-making about the value. And that's what hurts for us in the end because it's like we can, I can never feel good about owning the car I want because if I bought it right, it's worth more. And then I feel terrible for owning it. (laughs) But then you can never pay retail for a car you actually want because you can't pay retail. It's like I look at my children and I'm like, this is just opportunity wasted. You know, like it's all, it's awful. Like it's, I'm sorry, your children are opportunity wasted. No, the cars are (laughs) not my children. I see like, it goes back that, that S2K I had this summer. When I kind of got a, I knew it was worth more than I kind of figured out what it was worth. I'm like, oh gosh, dang it, I love it, but I've got to sell it. Like we, we should put this money back. Let's be responsible. And I guess maybe just personally, I'm not to a point to where there's a carve out of money to where like, I need to buy a car for me. I don't care what happens to it. You know, I have my savings, whatever. Um, and so I guess it's like the enthusiast in me versus like, the business pragmatic car guy me i don't know maybe i've ruined myself for loving cars <laughs> like i've gotten better at buying them and showing them to other it, people but the longer you're in the car
0: business the more it affects your passion for cars i've oh, definitely yeah. noticed that and i've oh yeah tried to make i don't know i don't even know what i like at home there's nothing car related nothing at home other than like we're hot starting wheels. to get some hot wheels for yeah. plays and stuff like yeah. that but because I wanted that separation. And, and for everybody else, it's the opposite. They go home and they're, oh, I've got car models and I'm shopping for cars and and playing with cars and they say, oh man, you got the best job ever because you just get to do this all the time. I'm like, man, well, when Well, there's a little home, thing called I- pressure. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, no, like, if it was like one dare when you're on your wife with a date and she's like, I bet you can't find a car you love and make money on it. Then you could go do that, hopefully. Maybe not, but you do it, but, when you kind of go full circle like me or you, it just sort of stinks because like it doesn't stink because you're you're around these things you love. Like I had to like pseudo appraise my first Ferrari on my own the other day, basically on my own. And um, man, you just like put game face on, you know, and you're like, all right, well there's this and that, and there's scratches and a scrape, and like it was like a F430 Spider, F1, and um, are tons of unknown with maintenance stuff like that, and so it's like. 10 year old me is like this is a super awesome car <laughs> but it's like business me is like right. you know we're consigning it and i'm like trying to just a lot what do you do yeah like yeah 10 year old me i want
0: to ride in this yeah the guy was even like me goes hey, are man. the headers cracked how many stickies does it
1: have does the top work what's the uh what's the percentage of the f1 clutch, clutch? Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. he's like yeah man you can drive it and i was like no, it looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, fine. I don't want to because I don't want to screw it it's up. It's like let's yeah. just do a PPI on it and we'll see what Ferrari says. Yeah. Um, no, there's
0: there's something to be said for that for sure. Innocence is bliss, right?
1: It, indeed. Well, it's it, you know, it's like if you if you do what you love, you know, you never work a day in your life. But the other people say like, never make your business your passion or vice versa. It's so weird. They're, it. Yeah. No. That, go with that. that.
0: The, if you do what you love, you never <laughs> work a day in your life. It's the dumbest frigging statement on the planet it is not true at all work is work and you have to deal with people and paperwork and the government and even cars like cars are not perfect they're machines they break all the time they let you down yeah um it is absolutely work um th- th- there's a balance there though
1: um, I, I don't know if i don't know if i found it or i'll find it maybe have you i mean like have i found the balance you've you no. have your own cars you own that You still that balance? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good question, but
1: that that (sighs) might be the question of the night.
0: I'm not. I that's a long, that's a long road. That's for the book. That's yeah. Um, somebody asked how many miles on the TT that Roadster that you sold us. Was it thirteen thousand? I don't know. It was Super low. It was low teens. And how much did it finally go for? I don't remember. What did we pay for it? Was it like Mm twenty grand?
1: No, you are... man up uh, well just full Frick. circle yeah we okay, uh, well
0: let's forget it. i don't i don't remember the details that goes to a better question maybe a worse question this is a dangerous right. question how did you become affiliated with switch cars
1: how me
0: did you get here how did you get from managing a restaurant to flipping cars on the side to being on <laughs> i put Cast so Live?
1: many comments on the youtube <laughs> and wiki i got flagged and i got banned <laughs> no um you know i psh, I'll just be one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, I, you kind of were, I, f- I found the Vin YouTube channel. Um, I thought it was a cool thing ever. I was just like, man, we're, I don't watch, I didn't watch YouTube and I'm like, this is so interesting. Um, and then I was consigning, uh, a 99 SL 500 and not really clicking in my head about Vin but, uh, I just went to bat and was trying to comp numbers and I saw switch cars and I was like, oh yeah, that is that, um, that's a Vinwicki guy. It's like Is that a cat killer. Let's call that guy. Let's see, if maybe he'll answer the phone. And so I offered the car to you, and you. We were close, but we didn't do it. Um, and then we just didn't talk for a minute. And um, I found that E class wagon. That you were like, oh my gosh, my wife would. This might be perfect for my wife. And I sold that car in like four days. Yeah. And I I don't know if you revisited it with it with me or i don't know how that went down but yeah. you're like damn it, it's already you gone
0: messaging us on facebook I think. on facebook on our facebook yeah that was where a lot of it came from was it yeah on your facebook uh, like the switch cars facebook
1: maybe yeah i feel like i just called you directly
0: uh, maybe i don't know
1: it, that's it, where it started the sl is where it started because i called switch cars and you just answered and we talked for like i don't 10 do minutes. that
0: anymore by the way <laughs> I Call them the numbers answer. listed in the yellow pages. Um, <laughs> no, because, I mean, it's great. I have a, some awesome guys, but it is really nice not to answer the phone anymore. Not that I'm some huge celebrity, but there was times where I would answer and I'd say, Switch cars." this is Doug. And I'd just hear, oh, man. Oh, man. No. <laughs> they, no, literally just heavy
1: breathing. really?"
0: And they're like, I can't believe you answered.
1: Like, uh. uh, price you pay, I guess. <laughs> but no, the thing that, that, that how ha- our first deal was the Honda Prelude, the SH. And yes. I was, uh, I was, uh, hanging out well, actually with one of the guys. that's now my first business partner. We're talking about, um, Scott. Um, I was, uh, we were all in a college, went to Bowling Green to just see college buddies do it once a year. I'd bought that. I tried to buy that car like six months prior and lost it. And then the guy that bought it thought he wanted it whatever so i bought the car and i just text you i think i'd had like a few drinks and i was like oh just maybe doug likes this car you know and i even text you i was like hey i'm not pitching this to you i just it's a cool car and i didn't know that you had just taken on thomas and daniel and um i don't even know if you responded to my text but like sunday we'll probably night just
0: put you off to them
1: <laughs> i probably but uh it was like uh as well as we did a turnaround where I came home from hanging out with my college buddies and me and my wife had a very awkward, like a Sunday night date night where we went out. So we never do that. But, uh, you like text me. You're like, how much? (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh, really? And so I like shot you a number and you're like, we'll take it. (laughs) And I was like, what? It's like, Oh, okay. So I started buying a lot more mediocre
0: cars when Daniel Thomas came out, not mediocre in quality but in margin
1: margin high cars
0: margin high yes yeah we made a deliberate effort to go down in price and up in margins and so uh Kent
1: went the wrong direction basically yeah (laughs) um no so i yeah i you are i i don't know i drove the car up here probably as a excuse for vacation slash told my wife like they're paying me like 300 bucks to drive it up here like it'd be fine <laughs> um, i get
0: to stay at doug from Vinwicky's house
1: i didn't go that far beth like watches me on you yeah no um and so uh car drives fine all the way here that was the funniest part car oh, drives fine all the way here park it come in say hi to you thomas and daniel's first day they're like oh thomas you want to drive this he's like uh, okay so me and thomas go for a drive Check engine light comes on. (laughs) (laughs) So none of us know each other. It's their first day. They think like I'm a transporter or something, even though I have no truck around. And you're like, oh, all right. We were here on price, but uh, clearly it's not fine. So what do you want to do? And uh, whatever. We came to terms and um, yeah, you graciously allowed me to stay the night. At your house and don't, took me. Don't tell anyone else that. <laughs> your uh, your address is up. M- no, um, no. That was th- the best part of the story is uh, the trivia that night. Oh, the church. Yes. No. Oh, yes. Oh, my church gosh. basement.
0: The church basement, not church basement. It's a religious gifts store. It's a Catholic gifts store. It was, it was very with confusing a bar in, the in the basement
1: It looks like a church. It had. It was a church.
0: It's not a church. It's a it's a house that they sell religious gifts and they have a bar underneath with trivia every Tuesday night with DJ John. It's awesome. It's called D- Mark's Place in Northfield. Check it out. All right. Um, another word from our sponsors and we'll get into some of the uh, questions. Questions. If anyone wants to refill my water, that would be awesome. Um,
1: my dad has a comment.
0: Your dad has a comment. <sighs> this... Switchcast is brought to you by Boxcast. Boxcast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers in more than 200 countries. Their founders launched Boxcast back in 2013 with one purpose to make people part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt, Boxcast is an easy, flexible live stream platform for organizations. Head over to switchcars.com slash boxcast for your free trial. The link is also below in the uh, video description. So some of our user, listener, subscriber, reader questions. Yes. From Truest Man, what would you consider the best balance between an investment and a daily driver? I'd say half in a mutual fund, half in a daily driver,
1: half in a savings account. Oh, gosh! Savings account's not an investment. Oh, I know. Half into crypto. No, ten percent into crypto. <laughs> um, I think he's talking about a car. I know, um, but that's uh. okay. I was—I never really segued into this when I talked about how I first got into flipping cars, like. Be as cautious as possible. Like for an investment car. But it's a daily driver. Yeah, I know. An so investment car buy is not mid, a daily driver. Buy a mid grade or mid mileage car. You're I don't want to say it. Okay, but Miata, better question. Yeah. Because
0: you can't consider an investment a daily driver. Period. Those two things don't go together. It's, I don't think yeah, card it, investment goes together. It's kinda like
1: having a debit card for your mutual fund or you know I don't spending know. your money. But yeah. Miles
0: and wear and tear, ruin the value of a car. So I guess the the, the better question is, what's a reasonable daily driver that isn't going to kill you on value? A used one. Yes.
1: Not a new car. Well, don't not buy it. anymore. Well.
0: Excluding the last 12 <sighs> months of the market.
1: Yeah. If you got a Bronco at MSRP, awesome. Save the money. Which Matt um,
0: did. Our detailer. I heard that. an order on Yeah. Sticker. Yeah yeah are they
1: keeping it that even yeah. stronger
0: yeah no they're keeping so they'll it.
1: sell that thing in like five years and just get all their money back
0: right but that doesn't usually
1: happen now
0: these are anomalies now everybody wants to take these examples and say i can do that i can duplicate
1: that and don't you know ah man a used car uh a used car six years old right okay on so average cars it? yeah
0: uh, cars lose half of their value in the first three years yep and another half of their value in the next three years. Yep. So if you buy a car six years old, you're getting it for a seventy five percent discount on average. Yep. On average. Maybe not a Toyota Corolla, but
1: well, they dropped you. But then they yeah, I mean I you know, there's not a make and model in particular, but you know, whatever car you like, it's probably been made for a while. More than likely. Yes. So
0: and six years they're still somewhat
1: fresh. Yeah. Yeah, just find not really even the lowest mile because, I mean, I kind of fell into that that whole um, for a while flipping cars where I'm like, oh, my God, I found like a 9,000 mile this or, you know, you never really want to have the best car in the market because you're going to pay too much for it. You just want like a good car, great maintenance records, you know, good mileage. I, you know, like, what do you think? I don't know. I pick There's what there. you want. i, I You yeah. buy a
0: used car. That's you research it to make sure it doesn't have massive problems. You don't buy, buy a paint a meter. 2007 Toyota Camry. Well, no, it's a daily driver. Who cares? Well, you don't want to buy it wrecked to start with. Fine, but uh, then have somebody check it out. Don't buy a paint meter. I mean.
1: Yeah. Do an inspection. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean. Okay, so we're the strength of out his the question. question, though, let's let's. Yeah. The,
0: the spirit of his question is. What's a decent car to, not to use as money a daily driver? Porsche 996? Sure. Okay, there we go. Porsche 996. Yeah. Good investment slash daily driver. They've gone up in value 100% in the last
1: six months. They, they're pretty reliable, though. <laughs> they're not bad. They are. Yeah. Buy them when the brakes are already done.
0: Yeah, and the clutch and the IMS and the AOS and the RMS. and Tires the PMS And the Tires AFL-CIO. And
1: if it blows foam out the vents, it's fine. Yeah. AC still works. Just wear sunglasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that, you know, wear a mask. Wear and a that'll mask. That would be the only yeah.
0: reason to ever wear a mask when you're yeah. in a car by yourself. Is If you're driving a 996 That's a, That's a lot of German cars, though.
1: That's not just Porsches.
0: That's true. That's
1: true. Just a blend door. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Don't worry about it. Uh, from Tom Corey, thoughts about cars like the E46 M3 and B6 RS4. He's using internal German car codes. He's a smart guy uh will their values keep going up
1: you tell us
0: yeah i don't know i'm not answering I, the second half of that question so you, thoughts about
1: cars like the e46 and the b6 um as selling those cars uh i have gotten yelled at when they weren't perfectly restored mechanically back to new because people that bought them didn't know what they were buying hmm. till later and that my cars weren't broken they just weren't new those cars need a lot of things, a lot. And it's probably the internet's kind of jumping in being like, well, this isn't great, and that's not great, and this, this fails, and that fails, and this breaks, and that breaks. Sure. Um,
0: We sell a lot of M3s, and rarely do we encounter the issues that everybody says plagues all of them.
1: So, rod bearings, I mean, rod reinforcement.
0: bearings did affect a lot of them early on, but they were already, like, recalled or, whatever. or recalled under yeah. warranty and stuff like that, so... They're fun.
1: I've never seen a subframe issue. I know. People talk about that. Subframe cracking. Yeah. I've never known anyone that was like, oh, my M3 literally, the trunk was, the back end was totally <laughs> cracked. So I...
0: Did you go off a jump?
1: I uh, I bought it. Same thing with the Audi R8. People are
0: now talking about the subframe cracking on the front of those. We have to inspect every single one that comes in. I've never seen that. Never heard of it. Do they
1: ramp them? Like you said, yeah. Um, like... Is there a YouTube yet where someone ramps an R8? would be a question. Ramps? Like
0: drives off a ramp? Yeah.
1: Oops. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. We'll see what happens. Subframe's good. You're good.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love this question. All right. From Mupu Matt Square. Which car has the potential of reaching 300K in 10 years? An Aqua Blue 997 GT3 RS or Corvette C6 RS? Um, you go first. <laughs> uh, one of them doesn't have the potential because they already are 300K. So the Aqua Blue 997 GT3 RS are already 300K.
1: Boom, answer.
0: Yeah, Aqua Blue are the rarest color they made like. What uh, color is Aqua Blue? What do you mean what color is Aqua Blue? It's it's a standard color on the 997.2 GT three RS. It's a bright blue. It's brighter than cobalt or zenith. Um, is it like a zenith blue? Kind of, maybe a little darker than a zenith blue. Okay. So anyway, Just to visualize, they made like forty of them. Okay. For North America in aqua blue, and they're highly sought after. And yeah, those are three hundred K today. So there you go. That one Bam. has the most potential <laughs> to be 300K. And the C6RS, I'm going to say, is a <laughs> terrible investment. They're worthless. They're pieces of garbage. You can't get replacement carbon fiber parts for them. The 8.2 liter K-tech is has all sorts of problems. And if you have one, you should sell it to me right now. It's never going to be worth 300K. I'll give you 80 grand.
1: I'll give you 85. You're I lost. fired. Just kidding. Anyway,
0: no, the C6RS is awesome. But it's kind of a unique, oddball car that... Um, I don't think the masses even know what it is, let alone can appreciate. So I think that's going to have a hard time attracting the value long term.
1: Yeah. If it's so like we're talking about some cars that you were, you, you like earlier, they're like, so, so oblong and rare, like
0: niche. It's rare. Niche. Rare. I
1: didn't say it. Uh, Yeah. They're, they're super cool. They're super awesome. If you find one that's, for I don't know a number under that's what is in your head buy it if you have the money I guess yep. like what are the comparables sure um, I have not picked a
0: question of the day yet so I think oh. I'm just going to make this one the okay. question of the day it is brought to you by switch cars we're in the switch Cars studio thank you very much um, nice. but specifically our merchandise store where you can get awesome t-shirts like the keep your woman but switch cars shirt Great Christmas gift again. Very show your nice. wife how much you love her. Soft. Um, go to shopswitchcars.com and enter discount code switchcast for 10% off your merchandise order, and we will get it to you before Christmas if you order enough time before Christmas for us to get it to you. From Speed Technic Photo. So you win a, a t-shirt, let us know what size you want which reasonably priced Porsche would you suggest at this point? And I like the wording of that, which reasonably priced Porsche, not which one will go up in value, what's the best investment. 996 Turbo seems to have remained very stable. Kent?
1: Oh, well, we just had this question uh, or this discussion earlier tonight. Um, I would say 997.2s
0: yeah. all
1: day long define
0: um, reasonable price so is that a fixed that, dollar amount or is that relative to what else you can get for the money
1: yeah that's that's a hard question to answer off what's said um I, you're talking about porsches you know 996 is like we said earlier um when everyone's talking about how they're going up they've probably already gone up like it's probably they might still be but you know they're, they're when they're when everybody realize they've ri- they've risen and they're rising it's probably slowing down. Um, whereas, you know, .2997 cars uh, were built mostly in the last recession. No one bought them at all. They're super awesome. They're very hard to find. They didn't sell hardly any of them. Um, and they're great cars. Like, they're nice. I think they look the best. Yeah. You know, 991s are good, I guess, but they're just so many. They're just kind of boring. Um, uh, That's my vote. .2997. Okay, maybe not in silver.
0: What about the nine nine six turbo? Because it seems like that's what he wants the answer to be. What do you think they're about kinda, those? They're,
1: uh, they're not going down. I, they're they've been on the rise. I feel like there's so many, not iterations of it, but I guess a a not silver or black, obviously not tip,
0: with no gray interior and no supple leather. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. So a blue on tan, yeah, a blue on tan non bumperette six speed, sub fifty k, with H and R lowering springs, so yeah. it
0: doesn't look like a safari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I've, I'm more of a naturally aspirated guy. Oh, we That's had we had this thing. argument before. Yeah. Um, so, the nine nine six turbo for me is not an incredibly engaging driving experience. I think both 996 and 997 turbo cars are a little bit numb slash muted. They're super powerful. They're just super constant. Fast. They're just right.
1: They're like AMG Mercedes.
0: They can be made to be really good with an exhaust and springs and short yeah. shift and stuff like that.
1: They're they're just they're like comfortable fast. So you don't get the the you know there's like sensation of going fast and going fast. The sensation of going fast is always better. Doesn't matter what you're driving, because you feel like you're going fast right. versus actually you could be going super fast. Sure. But, Except
0: know. in a cannonball, you want to actually be going fast. Well, that's true. But. Um, yeah, I, I think the nine nine six turbo is a very good value for the money. It wouldn't be my personal pick. I'm not a fan of the aesthetics of the car and it's not cause I hate the Friday lamps or whatever. I just, I don't know something about the front bumper angle or whatever. That car doesn't quite do it for me. Uh, I agree with the nine nine seven dot two. I think that's one of the best values for the money. I in had ca- one as yeah. a daily driver. The only reason I sold it is because it was. A, How did you a, sell a it? Flappy paddle. Oh yeah. Well, because um, if you're if you're drifting in the snow, every now and then, if you get super sideways, these are big worries. Big Porsche worries. Go ahead. It was <laughs> my winter car. Okay. Anyway, Dude, you
1: have videos of that.
0: Right? Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, when you're drifting in the snow and every now and then you get super sideways, the transmission gets upset or confused. It'll just like stall out on you.
1: you Maybe stall you out. Can't just,
0: it, it would just stall out. Really? It just didn't like, uh, yeah, I had everything off, but there's still computers talking to the PDK system and yeah. things just happen. And it's like, you know what? I'm
1: really confused. I'm just going to shut down. I mean, and we're talking price point really close because like a decent 996 turbo 60 60 to 75 and a really nice dot seven's 60 to 75
0: Mm, 70 to 85 now i think
1: i like i like where your head's at um and you're i I, it's a night you know if you want the turbo in the wing it's not a bad car it's a super awesome car but a 997 it just—it's a more refreshed, much better cabin, much you know where you're going to be the whole time when you're piloting this thing. Just a nicer car.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a question from Das Real Nice, uh, Kent. You're a wagon guy. You have a Volvo Polestar,
1: right? Gosh, guilty as charged. Yeah, definitely okay. do.
0: Um, do you know of any German Porsche tuners that have made a wagon?
1: Oh, it's like a quiz question. Yeah. Uh, German Porsche tuners that have made a wagon. So yeah. I guess we have like Rentec. Do they make a wagon? They massage wagons.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. You had the AMG hammer. Okay. Yeah. No, that's AMG. That's not a tuner. Any tuners? Any German? No, German Porsche tuners. They're Mercedes tuner. It's so like specific.
1: Valla. Uh.
0: Well, if if any German Porsche tuners... This is a really long setup, by the way. If any German Porsche tuners did make a wagon, do you know what it would be called? Go for it. A long roof.
1: (laughs) What time is it? What time are bathroom breaks? Okay,
0: uh, on a serious note, though. So we have like the Volvo wagon gang here tonight. Bailey Bailey drove his Volvo wagon. I think Tyler drove his. Spence didn't show up, but if he did, he would have driven his Volvo wagon. And you have volvo v i have a v60 60 Polestar, Polestar, and rubble blue is it all that and a bag of chips
1: um yeah it's like a uh, 60 40 um i was talking to them all out there uh like a never meet your hero situation like i've had that you know s60 and v60r designs were like the diet cokes of the Polestar. In that in this era, you know, sub 2016 with the inline six turbos, and they're comfy and they're like super fast. The V60 is like a like cobbled together factory hot rod, so it rides bad, but it looks awesome and it goes like super fast. So like on Tennessee good country roads, you're like, oh yes, man, this is great. But like leaving Columbus, Ohio, like. I thought the rear shocks were just like blown. Cause like, I was like almost hopping over like expansion joints as like, did the rear wheels lift, leave the ground. Um, it's a super cool car. I, 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 probably have my manually adjustable struts. Not right. I haven't touched them yet. I just whatever, but I will. Um, I, it's fast. It's cool. It's super comfy. Volvo, you know, Volvo seats. Dual exhaust or dual baffled, whatever, adjustable exhaust. So different sounds. Um, I don't hate it. I don't regret it. <laughs> Is it manual? No, it's uh, six feet. All right.
0: Three pedals ask. You have 500K. You can spend it on one or 10. What are you buying to increase the most in value over the next 12 years? Porsches only. One or 10? Ten, like you can buy one half million dollar yeah, car or 10 10? to make it up or whatever. <laughs> Can you buy four? But only Porsches. Four, fine. One, ten, a million. You know, you can buy like three hundred nine forty fours.
1: How many boxers? Like first-gen boxers would that be? Like uh, 500,000 divided by 10, 500. Okay. Um, what's your answer?
0: Uh, Volkswagen Auto Group stock.
1: Okay um
0: because that's tripled in the last 12 years so if you want investment, investment you have to buy a car you buy investments not cars that's my answer
1: no yeah. he didn't say
0: he said porsches volkswagen's auto group stock is buying
1: porsches i mean i'd buy like one and buy the rest you know um oh man i don't know i'd buy a bunch of like second gen Boxster s's i'd buy everyone you could find hmm. and invest the rest in uh whatever meme coin volkswagen ag <laughs> they're about to spin off porsche i think set, right
0: i was a uh, at a uh down at the porsche classic center and there was a guy who had sent his first gen Boxer. i think it was even it wasn't a tiptronic but it was like a salvage title mm-hmm. and he had sent it to the porsche classic center for a complete like porsche factory like a redo rebuild yeah at over a hundred thousand dollar cost
1: silver box Boxer, red leather
0: black boxer black 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 on black i think it had sports seats i was like the only thing going for you him.
1: love it you love it
0: uh coach connie wants to ask we all want <laughs> to know the photo of
1: you oh, with your wife's face all
0: this. over your shirt what's the story behind
1: that i was gonna bring it wear it i thought it'd be too uh
0: but you wanted to wear your posh on, posh
1: and pasha on pasha 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 Pasha. my socks yeah He's such um, a poser i don't even have a pasha car that's the worst part um is your Pasha shirt of CXX? It's on the back It's special it's wishes b- the bottom. It's very small inscribed. Um, you know it was a very special gift. Um, we always treat ourselves very well for our anniversary. <laughs> she was like, "I got a treat big yourself. Got a big surprise for you. Treat yourself. And um that year, I don't know if I got her anything. She said I didn't. I kn- that's not true. But uh, she kept hyping a big surprise. You bought her a Maz to speed me out. of? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably did. Um, so I opened the box, and I see this, this shirt that I, until I went to visit you this summer, I had no idea how I was going to use this thing. She's like, surprise. And I'm like, it's a shirt of you. She's like, yeah. And I was like, what do I do with this thing? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, That was, that's the last thought of your process. Like, it's like, well, you know, you're not going to forget this present. And I'm like, right on, touche. So I kind of made it my own the last time I wore it. And um, if you want to make a splash at a middle to upper class restaurant, I highly recommend buying a t-shirt of someone that you love or hate. Because if you walk in, I don't care what they're doing. They will, they will stare at you. And they will ask yeah. you questions.
0: That was that was a fun night. And you can
1: improvise; it's the best part.
0: All right, uh, last question, I think. <laughs> All right, from luckiest dude around. What's your P car market handle?
1: Honestly, I I've replied to that, and it's not true. Um,
0: my dad's mustache inspired me, or something yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Probably niche motors. We've only sold right. a few cars. Well,
0: there. so no, it's it's. I thought of it as a silly question, but not actually because. I'll ask the question, then I'll explain my side of it. Do you bid with your dealer name when you're buying cars on auctions? Oh. Or do you have an incognito incognito handle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what?
1: Oh, I have a... Yeah, I have a... Secret handle. I have another name.
0: Okay. Same thing when you're buying cars from private sources. Do you advertise like, hey, I'm Kent from Niche Motors, or do you say, I'm I'm this Kent. guy Kent?
1: I'm Kent. And. Why? I if they're it gets really tricky if they're like are you a dealer I don't know I've gotten to the point like I didn't used to want to tell anyone and now like depend mostly I'm just like yeah you know my follow-through like comments when I'm buying a car when their price is like way high and their cars all broke down and I still want to buy it I'm like look like I'm a collector car broker I have cash I'll buy your car take it or leave it you know like Because people assume
0: that if you're a dealer buying a car, that they've
1: you're going to make leaving
0: money on the table.
1: I don't know if they're leaving money, but they're mad you're making more. Okay. Because it's we're saying the same thing per se, but you know, I I had one person in particular like, well, you're a dealer, like you're going to make more, and I was like, well, you know, we have insurance and Carfax, and your car needs tires and it needs brakes, and there's a scratch and three dents. Like, I will fix all that stuff. And I, it's, it makes me so mad because I have a bunch, one of my investors is a real estate broker and like they breeze in the door. They're like, Hey, we're brokers. We'll buy your house. We're going to flip it. And in the car market, it's totally different. Right. Cause cars are,
0: I would say more cars emotional? are more emotional, but how people's homes are the
1: most they have their, emotional they bring thing their babies there.
0: I don't know. I don't understand it. Profit I, is evil in the car business, but
1: no one wants to make, they, and when they we were talking today about a car uh, you had, when uh, you know with clients and all, um, it's like people are like, "Well, I don't want you to get rich off me." But then they follow you lately with me. They'll be like, "But I know you need to make money." <laughs> I'm like, "So <laughs> what do you want? Much. What do you want to happen?" <laughs> make money on the
0: next guy. I hear that one. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. All right, uh, we are wrapping up here. Thank you, Kent. Uh, We're going to go to the the props and flops of the week. The flop of the week, um, this market is crazy. There's no denying it. And the last six months has proven that most cars will be worth more tomorrow than they are today. For now. To compound that, Mercedes announced that due to supply chain issues, they will not produce V8s for the next model year. And that may continue longer given the global green initiative. But my biggest beef with anybody at any time of the car business is that they're selling a car based on what it might be worth tomorrow. i.e., selling the investment, not the car itself. Mm-hmm. So a post came through on one of our wholesale networks um, for a 2018 Mercedes E63 S wagon, super unicorn, 120 grand. Mm. So essentially a sticker for a three-year-old car. That's, As crazy as it sounds, it's not that out of line for today's market. I didn't have any problem with the price. I wasn't going to buy it, but fine. Ask whatever you want. But the headline for the sale was, it might be pricey now, but in six months?
1: And I'm like... I feel like you could say that about every car we all have. Right.
0: Every single one. And that's my, my fundamental problem with all of this, is if you think it's such a good investment, why would you sell it? Like, nobody would have ever sold Bitcoin a 10K if they knew it would be 60K. Yeah. Right? So And like they're still I just, buying it. I, I had an E63 wagon in 2012. I sold, I guess, last year for, like, 42 grand. Gosh. Sounds One so cheap. One sold today. The twin to that car sold today on Bring a Trailer for 57 grand. I would have never sold that car if I knew I could drive it for another year and make 15 grand more. But I also didn't sell it to the guy saying, oh, you should buy it today. It'll be worth 55 grand. Because if it was, yeah. I wouldn't have sold it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what we talked about all night. Yeah. What do you do?
0: Right. You buy cars that you like. Uh, prop not, of the week. Not love. Sort of. This is a, a, a downer prop, but but it's props to a good guy. Uh, Hunter Robertson, who is, uh, uh was a pro drifter, uh, pro driver, and um, a cannonballer. Was in the pits at Petit Lama Mans and uh, didn't get hurt racing a car, but actually had a golf cart accident, and he's in pretty bad shape and has a long recovery. So um, we've been raising money through the Cannonball community for him. Uh, Ed Bullion sold some, sold some Cannonball signs to raise some money. Uh, but anyway, there is a link in our. Uh, description video description if you would like to go there and contribute to his uh, medical cost and recovery fund as you may or may not know race pro racers don't really make any money in fact usually it uh it takes money to go racing so um uh, it would be great if you want to go and contribute to the cause there and help them on the road to recovery uh, Kent where can people find you on the internet to follow your stuff how would they get in touch with you uh, to you can sell call you my cell phone at of?
1: no uh, my, my uh, Instagram's at uh, niche motors Kent niche uh, niche uh, Kent yeah niche motors website I guess it's niche-motors.com And I guess our Instagram is, it's the same niche at nichemotors.com. Yeah. Great. Niche Motors. Between all that, my link, yeah, niche, motors it's hyperlinks. (laughs) All
0: right. Sounds good. Well, thank you for being on with me tonight, Kent. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors, GT Vault, BoxCast, Switch Cars, Celebrity Machines, and Stephen Holm Woodworking, who made us this awesome desk. Thank you to our producer and call screener, Ethan Huffnagel. Our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream their full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. They will also be performing live next Tuesday at our open house. This episode will be available Friday in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. And we'll look forward to answering your automotive questions to help you on the drive of your life.